Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Omarosa's explosive Trump N-word claims. It's getting messy up in there. Is Netflix insatiable a fat shamer? CW's Batwoman backlash forces star Ruby Rose off Twitter. Has Hollywood overeaten at the reboot buffet? All that and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for Sunday, August 12, 2018. I'm Alina Vision and now your host of our Hollywood Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapish. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Hollywood Press. Thank you, Alina. Thank you, thank you. And welcome. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this in the era we live in, but your hair does look lovely. Oh, thank you. You can always say that. (laughs) Yes, okay. (laughs) Welcome. Oh, my God. That opening. And I think that we, I think that there's so much to tear into that I, let's just get to it. I want to announce our illustrious panel today joining us on Meet the Hollywood Press. First to my left, I have Madison Brodsky from, she is an Entertainment Tonight digital producer. Welcome Hello. to the show, Madison. Thank you. Um, and also Jordan Burchette, pop culture journalist and host who's worked at publications The Wrap, also Maxim. And I always say this when you're on because Jordan's a returning uh, guest when Maxim was a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, also, CNN Go and Jordan I'm missing one important publication Rolling Stone like. Rolling Stone Probably. of course Rolling Stone welcome nothing to the about show. my hair nothing <laughs> nothing, nothing about at all hair. your hair looks gorgeous lovely outfit I just don't know where the, we were talking about this on last week's show like I don't know where the lines are like did I cross the line no you know? absolutely not because I will say this if it makes girls feel any better, like the the mail that we get, we have a small and loyal following right now. But it's like the, the I get more inboxes about like hair, teeth, um, clothing that I'm wearing. It's like I'm gonna start the heat hashtag he too movement <laughs> hashtag he too because I'm, I'm kind of like oh thank you, but like did you like the show? Like what about the content of the show? Right? Was the conversation good? <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, whoa 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 the Amorosa tapes. Could we please start with with asking, first of all, A, has anyone not taped, secretly taped uh, Trump? That's the first question. I, I have not. <laughs> yet. Perfect. So we have Amarosa that claims to tape. We have Michael Cohen, his lawyer, that mm-hmm. taped. And there's a third, oh, uh, oh, you know, oh, just the Russian uh, president that secretly taped him. So pretty much I'd say that Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here with Omarosa, but just to give viewers a catch-up, okay, Omarosa went on Meet the meet the Press today. <laughs> she, <laughs> uh, meet the Press, not Meet the Hollywood Press, and she dropped some bombshells, starting with 
that she that there is a tape that exists when um, Trump was filming The Apprentice where he used the N word. Also, um, she <laughs> played Chuck Todd, who clearly almost was jumping. I mean, I, I'd never seen him this excited. I was looking at the show, like, without sound. Like, it was up on the screen, and it sort of was, like, like jumping over the counter, like, like are you sure? Like, wait, like, you know, like getting to the meat of it all. But that basically, she played the tape of her firing because she was the... What was her um, official title, Alina? Oh, it was goodness. like, it was, like within the administration. Yeah. Yes, it was like outreach, African American outreach. outreach. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. liaison to public something. Okay, yeah. Which I don't know. Well, anyway, her book. <laughs> which, by the way, I love her book. Her book is titled Unhinged. <laughs> it's like like a survivor's account of the White House or something. <laughs> something to late. What's the? So I'm saying I mean, the, that's a good analogy at this point. It is. Yes, it, it really is. is. So let's start with this question, okay? Uh, it's a two-parter. So first I want to say, okay, do we believe that the tape exists, Jordan? Uh, I, I think the larger point for me, because I can't say. I mean, what do I know? She, she, said, yeah. she said that it was something that was rumored at the time that she wrote the book. In yeah. between the uh, turning the book in for publishing and this interview this morning yes. with Chuck Todd, she said she actually heard it. Yes. So that it – she sw- it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It exists it, and, and thinks that it won't be released by those in possession of it until right before the election to, you know, October spring surprise. and October surprise. Either a midterm or a 220 surprise. So then, Madison, I ask you this. If the tape exists, okay, what do you feel, though, about the fact, do you feel that um, as an ambitious person that she was, even knowing, say, pretend that The Apprentice tape that we that most people believe to oh half the country believes to to exist and does exist do you think then why did she go she went in knowing that because that tape was filmed way what's your feeling on that i mean i think that's ridiculous if she really did hear trump say the n-word during her time as the apprentice why now and also all the people that knew her from her time in the white house (laughs) are all completely shocked by these allegations because they're like yeah Dude, you've been so nice about Trump up until the time that you were fired. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't think, regardless of when the tape is released, if it even is released ever, I think it's going to be completely inconsequential because people believe what they want to believe about Trump. They're not changing their opinion. Yeah, that is and the larger point I, that I was going to get at is that even if you have him repeatedly saying it on multiple yeah. occasions, it's not going to matter. The uh, tape was released of him literally talking about women before grabbing, the... Just to, to, re, to recap that, grabbing women by the P, yes, the yeah. genitalia, on an Access Hollywood tape. We always want to make sure people... Right, right. That. So... Yeah. That was released before we all went to the polls, and look who is sitting in the Oval Office right now. So oh, it, Alina, it doesn't matter. I want to know what you think of this, but yeah, I absolutely think that he's praying the N-word tape gets released because it's <laughs> right. just going to fire up his base more. I mean, like, literally, they're, like, okay, we thought it was insane when he said during the campaign, I could literally go onto, like, Madison Avenue and shoot a person, and I won't lose votes. Yeah. Guess what? I think that that was the most truthful thing he has said since, like, he's been, uh, you know, running for president. 
president. What do you think? I think you guys are all on the right path here. I think even if the tape does come out, I think it does exist. Yeah. I don't put it past him. Um, it's not going to change his base's opinion of him. We yes. kind of know where the base stands as far as race relations go. Um, it might sway some of those independent voters who voted for him. Yeah. But um, I think he's pretty much put everything out there for everyone to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know who he is. And the yeah. fact that she went in there knowing this, and then she comes on Meet the Press today being like, oh, well, I was blinded, and you know, this, that, and the other. No, honey. No. no. <laughs> no. Donald Trump's favorite thing in the world is campaigning. Yes. I don't think he likes yeah. being president. No. I think he loves campaigning. Oh, he so he's just like, all of you that have stuff on me. stopped doing it. So I think he's like, anyone who has something on me, bring it. I'm ready. Yeah. It's just gonna make me love campaigning Well, Jordan, more. you're right. Yep. Like, when you say he's never stopped doing it, I loved it when it was like, <laughs> oh, so, like, what is the vice president going to do? And he basically described, like, what the president does, like, and then Pence will do all that. And it's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm going to go rally. Yeah. I got to rally. <laughs> and I got to... Pump up the crowd, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> he's like the Flavor Flav. He's, in the, he's, he's a, a hype, hype man. man. <laughs> yes, he's it's, a hype man. Oh, my God. Okay. So, because we could all talk, like, about Trump specifically, so bringing it back around to sort of our angle here because Omarosa is a Hollywood figure in the sense that she she garnered fame and attention through The Apprentice on NBC. What do you feel just in her in her is it just to sell books or do because I see this I see two sides of the debate here. I see a lot of like and Alina you can weigh on this mm-hmm. black Twitter is like there's people saying like after this is all said and done she's not going to have a community left and then yep. she's not going to have employment. I think whose quote was it she's not going to have employment left or a community, community. exactly because basically it's sort of like she's going to make a lot of money off the book and because I'm going to I'm going to buy, buy it. I sure yeah. I'm buying that book. I can't wait to tear into it. <laughs> but um, what is your opinion on that? Okay, you're going to buy the book and then you're going to tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Her money is not going yeah. to that. <laughs> Mine either. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, she lost the job. I think yeah. she's doing a lot of this to promote her book, obviously. She's yeah. smart in that sense. She knows exactly what to say, when to say it, to promote herself. Yes. Um, as far as the community having it, no. No. Yes. I mean, she kind of sold her soul, and this is, she's reaping what she says. She 100% sold her, or sold her soul. Sold her soul. Sold her soul. Yeah, there we go. Okay, we got it. She definitely did. I mean, she was on Celebrity Big Brother, and all the little nuggets that she dropped there, that already went to show that she's yeah. in it for herself. She wants fame. She wants the attention now. And honestly, whatever is written in that book, do we care? Just add it to the Do list. Do we believe it, too? Because yeah. her credibility is so it's shot so now. Shot. It's like, it could be true, and but we don't know. Why did she have credibility to begin with? Begin with, with? thank yeah. you. It's a woman thank who hitched you. her wagon to Donald Trump 15, 20 years ago? <laughs> I know. Well, they, they and also still continued to be a part of his administration after all these things that she knew about him right. from yeah. time on a reality mm-hmm. show. Jordan, mm-hmm. just because you're you're many times more smarter than I am on these issues, <laughs> as we Jordan used to work with me at The Wrap, and I would defer to him on the more like more intelligent, higher brow things than even I can understand. Man, I don't know so, what kind no, of statement so, that so is. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to ask you about this. Do you think that she is in legal jeopardy, though, for the fact? Because I'm trying to figure out how she's able to talk about all the stuff that she uh, like. You sign, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, agreements to work. Well, in a and, and in that Chuck like, Todd interview, she concedes that um, she was offered a job regardless of whether she actually was going to do anything like because the job was a facade to get her to sign the NDA that was I mean <laughs> it was like in perpetuity and you can't say yeah. anything even after you're dead and you know like so um, that's you know 
if they want to pursue legal action, they can. But yeah. you get yourself in trouble when you do that. As the as the as the the one protecting themselves. Well, as of now, at this time, because I almost want to pull up Twitter. Has he responded directly about her? I have not because seen that. Let me pull it up. Silence is very telling from Donald Trump um, because I'm when, pretty sure I read something saying he called her lame. Oh, so he, he just like brushed her off. Like, oh no, he called her yeah. low life. He called her oh, low life. Oh, low life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, true story. I was seated when maybe like three years ago. There was an award ceremony, um, and, I'm, and the name's escaping me. It was a smaller one during the week, and I went to represent the site at the time. I sat directly next to her at the table mm-hmm. that I was placed at. She couldn't have been, like, again, couldn't have been the most, like, so unlike what you see on the screen, couldn't have been the most, right. m- more lovely person. I actually spoke with her. Her, She was there with, like, I think at the time, the guy that she's now married, because, like, by the way, I love it that she needed a hyphenated name, because Amarosa was not going to be recognizable to, the, to, to enough people, so let me hyphenate which, my which name. Which Amarosa? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so Amorosa Stan- Stanaholt was taken, so she needed to hyphenate Newman. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I think from this perspective, she's hopefully she really cashes in on this book and then it gets turned into, like, say, a movie. Because I agree with that statement. Like, sh- this is, like, burning down. Like, she <laughs> she's not going out quietly after this. She said she wasn't. But um, talk about just burning it to the ground. I mean, not for nothing. People have said those same things about Donald Trump. I mean, I know what you hear about him out in the press, but I met him personally. He was just charming charming as all get out. Mm -hmm. I also met him. Like, uh, my ex-partner was a dancer for the Martha Graham Dance Company, who's from the same country as Melania's, not to get too personal, Slovenia, and Melania served on the board of Martha Graham and shook his hand. And this was Mm -hmm. years ago. We're going on, like, 2011 or something. Yeah, a cool guy. Like, charisma, like, off the charts when you're in a room with the guy. So when he was running for president, I understood the appeal to a a demographic in the country. And I even, I'm not going to lie, I laughed during the Republican primaries when he took them out one by one with Lion Ted and and this one and that one. But then it was like, but I didn't actually think it was going to get to the point that he was going to be running the country. So it was funny until it got to that point. I mean, it is all about being likable. So many people are rooting for The Rock to run, and yet so many people are like, please don't run, Kanye. Yeah, please yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, so in a nutshell, anything else to add to that? I mean, I think that we're going to be talking about... There's one thing, actually, because yes. you did bring up, will she have any legal you know, repercussion yes. from doing yes. this? Well, her exit interview took place in the Situation Room, which is a skit. So now people are starting to say that she probably will get arrested for that because that is a huge national security... She um, breached oh, national yes, security. John Kelly knew what he was doing I when he pulled her he into knew. the sit room. That's my guess, but um, it is definitely breach of protocol big time. Are we sure? Huh. Well, what does Wolf yeah. Blitzer think about it? okay so moving on to i'm actually really excited about this next topic because i have so much um to say about it too because but i really want to hear the female and of course jordan's yours too jordan on this but (laughs) netflix netflix insatiable a new show starring um debbie ryan of disney fame and Alyssa milano is catching a lot of flack online for the portrayal in it and just um, that it's essentially offensive because it's a fat shaming show. Mm-hmm. I want to run, are, do we have the cute, are we ready to run a little bit of the trailer? Okay, so let's just take a look at the trailer really quick and then we'll come back and talk on the other. My name is Patty. High school was a nightmare. 
Fatty Patty's huge. While my classmates were out losing their virginity, I was at home stuffing another hole. It smells like bacon. <laughs> Every day I wondered, how much more of this can I take? Then it hit me. Now what? Where's Patty? Right here. Having my jaw wired shut lost me more than just my summer vacation. Oh, this is like every great high school movie ever made. Now, I could be the former fatty who turned into a brain. Or an athlete. Or a princess. No, I'd rather have revenge. Okay, come back in from that. Just I wanted to give the audience a little uh, taste of it. So they dropped it on Netflix this week and like prior to that like New York Times for instance had a really great um, article is Netflix insatiable as offensive as it looks let's discuss and Madison I want you to start us off here just that first of all do you think it's fat shaming and if so um, do you think that's necessarily a bad thing because it's also showing like both sides of sort of a very um, serious topic that really like bully it plays into this whole bullying aspect both online both in real life give me your thoughts I think that fat shaming is kind of the issue that people only want to discuss if they haven't seen the show yet and I will get to that in a second but weeks before the show even dropped on Netflix when the trailer was just out um, social media was popping off petitioning for it to get canceled. Change.org. Yes, which, there was by an the online way, petition. audience, change.org petitions have changed nothing ever in the history of time. <laughs> Just continue. Well, there was an online petition. It already got over 200,000 signatures, which is just shy of their goal of 300 sh- or 300,000 to get it canceled. Okay. Um, a lot of people on social media are worried because they think that the show is encouraging young women to think that they will only be considered attractive if they are thin. And that can in turn cause young women to feel like they have to start unhealthy behavioral patterns such as bulimia. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, But my question here is the story's told pretty real. You watched the first episode so I watched far? the first episode and after watching the first episode, if I had a daughter, I would never allow her to watch the show. Because it is way more than fat shaming. What it is, is it's violent. Mm-hmm. It talks about a lot of very controversial issues all into one hour-long episode. Yeah. And it's just too many things that are taken away. It should have been targeted to a much older and more mature audience. But the fact that they brought Debbie Ryan in, it's going to encourage young women who are watching her on Disney Channel to watch it and that honestly scares me. But let me I want to read a little piece just from this New York Times because it all it, it, mm-hmm. it helped this conversation. So one of the writers in here was saying, I was admittedly apprehensive going into the first episode based on the trailer, but once I watched I was shocked to realize that in insensitive representation of bullying and obesity might actually be the least of the show's problems. In the mm-hmm. first episode alone the following things occur. A woman upset that her daughter does not win a pageant falsely accuses the pageant coach of molesting her daughter. Mm-hmm. Patty who's 17 to decides that she's going to lose her virginity to Bob and lead, leads on a classmate she has no interest in, so he will do her bidding. So I actually read that and was like, the fat shaming, when I read that, I was like, given the the current climate that we live in with all of the sexual harassment and misconduct, like, 
you're gonna report the guy falsely report the guy like to me that was more offensive and actually because I, I saw the episode too and yes. when that little plot development emerged I was actually pretty surprised I yes. thought it was pretty bold actually yeah. and no one's willing to address the, the fact that I mean that there is a percentage of accusations that are false and so yeah. that was actually I thought a pretty uh, bold stroke yeah. Um, but I think they're right that the fat shaming is actually the least of, the, of what's problematic about this show. So fat shaming, and by the way, can happen, um, you know, in an open forum on social media. Like you don't need a, an actual show to talk. So, Alina, do you think, uh, from also the female perspective, like Madison's, mm-hmm. do you think that them telling a story like this could also have positive effects in the sense that it's a very real issue, and it, if it's telling the story in ways that it's showing the turmoil that a girl goes through when she's bullied, but then also that people are this mean. Now, but mind you, I do question the trailer, because, like, are girls, like, I mean, are girls that mean when they're like, yes. I smell, no, but I smell bacon? Like, yes. yeah. you really think? Yeah. No, they, they may be that mean. They come up with better writing than that for them. That's <laughs> yes. what it is. But I always, I always kind of hate that the cheerleaders, like, it feels so, like, uh, like, Z. Been done. Like been mm-hmm. like the cheer- and by the way, like the cheerleaders in every school aren't the meanest girls necessarily in every school. So it just no. feels so cliche, like from twenty years ago. But answer, I'm we sorry, go back I to the movie Mean Girls. My question. <laughs> what was the question again? My question was more though. Do you think it's it's getting um it's getting an unfair uh, criticism an unfair because it, it is telling a story that will can bring positive effects too to the issue. It's. I mean, I have not seen the show. I've just read about it and yeah. heard about it. Um, from what I can see, I don't know if it's getting an unfair rap because of the fact of maybe the dialogue that's used, maybe if it's shot differently. Yeah. Like she said, maybe it should have been for an older audience. Yes, people get fat shamed, and that's something that you know could be portrayed in a certain way. But um, from what I understand, Alyssa Milano and Debbie Ryan, and we actually have a tweet that uh, from AP Entertainment that we can pull up. Please. Uh, this is a quote from one of their interviews. So the actress Alyssa Milano and Debbie Ryan want you to know that their new show, Insatiable, is satire. They say it's not about fat shaming, but a good conversation starter. So, And by I, the way, right. we're talking about it. Number two show. Right. <laughs> number two block on Meet the Hollywood Press. Here's my question with it. When I watched that trailer, and again, I didn't I, to be transparent because we are on the Hall Meet the Hall Press. I didn't watch the first episode yet. I read online. I saw the backlist. I read the tweets. I read the articles, and then I watched the trailer. How different, really, was that movie than like a movie like us, like watching in the nineties, like She's All That, or it's like your classic well, well, swan, she, swan, you, you, swan story. Like your She's you're, All That's are, are ultimately kind of sweeter in tone than this okay. goes. Uh, the point that they actually make in that New York Times article is pretty astute. Yeah, basically they said they they aimed for mean. Girls tonally, but they landed somewhere around Family Guy, which means that they're being <laughs> really good. They're being controversial. True. They're being controversial for the sake of itself, rather yes. than to make yeah. any larger points. And uh, you know, when they try to operate under the uh, veil of. Uh, satire. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Onion is satire. Yes. This isn't satire. This is burlesque. And if anybody knows the difference between the two, they'll know that that's a, dis- d- a distinct departure point when yes. you're trying to defend this show. It's absurdist. Yeah. It's not like it's not like a intellectual satire where they really in, like incisively attacked issues and like made a, made fun out of it. This is like over the top. And we shouldn't be encouraging the young women. Say you are fat shamed. That's mm-hmm. a real issue. Yes. We shouldn't be encouraging the women to be violent and want revenge on people. Yes. We should be encouraging them to figure out situations right. to make the issue better. Yeah, agreed. And it's getting worse and worse. The creator came out and said that this is not fat shaming. This is actually satire, which I personally disagree with. But she mm-hmm. said 
that's the case because this is based off of real life traumatic events that she went through. That she went through. But she, personally, she wanted to set a person on fire. Oh, oh my! Yeah. Well, that's almost like a Heather's, like, like a Heather's, like you know what? That's a really good point. Is I think mm-hmm. they're drawing upon a number of influences, and Heather's probably among. There's them. another yeah. one of them. Yeah. The interesting thing I find about it is that. It, it, could we more be about that it was poorly executed? Like, 100%. almost like, yeah, yeah, so like you just said about the writing, and the, it's almost like, but again, playing into probably the fact that Netflix is producing a, like a gazillion new shows. I mean, like, the, you know that the vetting, they just by the pure um, volume, things get, I mean, Netflix, I mean, I might say be lynched for this, but like Netflix to me, it's like, I love it, but it's like it has like 20% gold and platinum and then there's like 80% crap to, to, um, to see I mean, that's, that's the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Jordan Burchette. It's so true. Um, so my thing about the show is that it's just like with 13 Reasons Why, when it got all the backlash that it was promoting teen right. suicide. I'm sorry. I watched the first uh, episode, uh, season and I don't think number two or three should exist because I think they did a, a good job with the first season. But I also think that I don't think any given piece of media show or something is going to make somebody go kill themselves or make somebody like to me, it's just it's it's a show. It's portraying real life problems. This particular show, in my view, from what I'm gathering from all the information, was poorly done and not executed properly. So it's coming off in a way. I also think Alyssa Milano is one of my favorite absolute like social justice celebrities. Do we do we do we put any credence in the fact that if she thought it was such a bad thing, she'd be in, attached to it? You know, like what what do we think about that? I mean, this is nuance, man. You can get in, yeah. with the best of intentions, get involved in a project that just doesn't go the way you had intended. Yeah. I, if, I, if I were to pick one group of people to be most offended by this, I'd probably pick Southerners or people who live in lesser markets, markets. because it's like what is it based in Atlanta or in and around Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. And it portrays uh, the lives of people in and around these areas. Very, that's very one-dimensional, one simplistic. Simplistic. You know, she's, uh, I can't remember what she's... What, just the stereotypes that they employ are like, yeah. oh, this is, again, what the coastal elites think of us kind of thing. For, so mm. let me ask you a question, because you watched the first episode. Do you have any desire to watch further? I, I don't. Do you? Do no. you? It's, not, it's also not marketing. I... I haven't watched it, but it doesn't seem like something I was interested in. Yeah. To me, when I looked at, I was more offended by how bad the fat suit was because you would think that like <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and Shallow Hal had a better looking fat suit twenty years ago. Like I was like Netflix, could you at least list, like invest better money in the prosthetics? Like that was the more distracting thing in the. <laughs> well, trailer that's for a whole other argument that Twitter's having right now is that they're actually upset they put a thin actress in a fat suit. So meaning like, like which is crazy because it's crazy. not like there's. Oh, we couldn't cast an overweight actress and put her and in then, a skinny suit for the right. rest of the show. It doesn't work that way. Wait, I think I missed what you're saying. I want to make sure I'm hearing. You, what you're you saying. got no, it right. You heard it you got correctly. Right. Oh god. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we've reached levels of just. You but know how what? crazy is it that social media can really impact? the culture that we see on our television screens. Now there's a transition for you. You're right. It can impact. As such, today, star of the upcoming Batwoman, uh, uh, I'm sorry, CW Superhero Series was shucked off Twitter from the overwhelming backlash. And so to give... I have... Okay, so I've been in a fight on social media all week about this for other reasons, but so... The gist of it is that, like, like sort of like a Stranger Things Millie Bobby uh, Brown, after the show came out and she did her Instagram statements and 
comic book people celebrated that yet another character was coming and she celebrated the fact that like finally she was the girl to play this longtime sort of um, lesbian superhero sitting on the shelf uh, and bring it to the screen well after that she's getting accused of I guess not being a lesbian so and so she went off Twitter that it got to be so bad that and by the way I mean I, I, I couldn't even imagine because I know like just the small scale that people like us in media sometimes experience imagine that on a millions and millions like your notifications just must be like you know off the, off the charts like right. so what do you think about this because you you had something to say even before the show about Ruby Rose and and how she identified yeah. both uh, sexually and all that kind of stuff so go ahead start so us off. I've personally met Ruby Rose she is a wonderful <clears throat> yes. young woman not only that she is an amazing actress and she literally checks off the boxes of everything they're looking for in the perfect Batman action check stunts check beautiful check yeah complete absolute badass check she's been in so many movies and when you look at her she kind of does look like batwoman yeah it bothers me that people are saying that she's not gay enough to play a gay superhero because what does that even mean i i don't jordan do you have anything to add to what she just said before i start because i'm gonna need like a good 20 minutes well i'm because we and then i have something to go back on you about that <laughs> you and i are connected on social media and i actually had to um abstain from from, from commenting on your thread <laughs> oh my god i got well i got half I beat too. up half not beat up but i'll tell i uh, go ahead well, I mean, I, I think that because I know what your position is, so I don't want to. I don't okay. want to scoop your position. So let here. me explain to people. So when this got announced, because I am so not a superhero person or a red comic, I'm like a drama. Uh, give me nine hundred two one zero reruns. Give me the dynasty, re- and that's just my taste. My ta- I I loved Black Panther, but it literally is the only superhero movie in like ten years that I went and sat in a theater and saw three times. But it was a great movie, right? You saw it had, three times. Yes, more than that. Because I'm I, impressed. I, I, I watched, it, I watched it on. Well, we also think that like the people are hot too, so it's like that helps, right? But um, no. So here's <laughs> yeah. what the argument: I got I got pummeled on social because I didn't know. Excuse me, uh, who never <laughs> Batwoman and Bat everybody Batwoman and Batgirl are two different people. Like right. like who right. the hell knew, would know that that was like a difference? Uh, no, be honest. Like, did you know? I did not know. Did you no, know that it was two different people? Bro. <laughs> yeah, okay, you knew. He knew. You knew. Did you know? Of course, I knew. Be honest. I knew. Okay, so I'm hanging out in the limb. It's the two of and us, and it is my <laughs> my ignorance. Then, as a, I should study up on superhero more, but I'm like, I don't know it. It's just, it really, I, I, I have a visceral reaction. I don't know why. That's probably something to deal with it within therapy. But um, when I found out, I put up the picture of like Yvonne Craig from like my childhood with the purple suit, and she was Batgirl in like the Adam West series, and I'm basically like. It was more about this issue of just the contrived sort of diversity. Like I feel like diversity and and I'm a and, and and the LGBT community inclusivity is getting to this level where it feels so forced, right? So this argument that forced her off Twitter where they're saying she's not gay enough to me also plays into that argument that we, the that controversy we just had with Scarlett, she can't play a trans. I want to go back to the days when Hollywood was allowed to be just a creative community. Right now, every project we do has to check like every affirmative action uh, checkbox. Um, do we have the gender taken care of? Do we have the gender identity? Do we have the sexuality? Do we have the diversity? I am all for diversity and inclusivity, but can we create original projects in Hollywood? Can we not continue to go back and change characters 
suffice to say, my argument fell on deaf, fell on fell flat because I because this was a whole different character that was a lesbian in the origin, right. yeah. and I now know that. So I know that part of my argument was wrong because I thought they were making Batgirl gay and she wasn't gay. But and th- Joseph, you yeah. know that I love you, but I have yeah. to disagree because. <laughs> Yeah. We should be celebrating the fact that Hollywood wants to be inclusive. We yes. should be celebrating the fact that they want to have a gay superhero. But to the detriment of projects being like lackluster because you're for like what's making this lackluster? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just How that it's, it a, that it's it? yet an, you know what it is that CW can't launch a this is my own personal thing. They can't launch a successful <laughs> drama reboot because the network is so heavily programmed with wall-to-wall superhero that you put on like a Melrose Place remake that was actually really good, Katie Cassidy, mind you, doesn't get a chance because no one's going to tune into that. I think I'm I have more CW anger about it that it's like <laughs> great but Bat what about Riverdale? I love Riverdale. Well, Riverdale's so what's a, that but it's problem? a drama. It's not okay. Again, Riverdale is based off Archie comics, but it has all that soap opera drama that I want. And who says Batwoman won't? Because I watched Supergirl, and, and, it, and it, Supergirl for me went downhill as soon as Calista Flockhart left, and that I was like, this is not fun for me anymore. So I stopped watching. Nine out of ten times, superheroes do not have that much diversity. We should be celebrating the fact that it has diversity. That's why Black Panther did so well. It's one of the many reasons. So getting back to Ruby Rose, after, after <laughs> yeah. my, so getting back to Ruby Rose, do you think that that was like insane that she felt that she needed to leave Twitter, or do you, not if it's draining the battery on her phone? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I just want to add something. People were also commenting because I guess the character known as Kate Kane was also a Jewish. Oh. So character Ru- and Ruby and Rose is not Jewish. Is not Jewish. So people were getting on her. Also, about- <laughs> where is that line drawn? <laughs> Don't you? Yeah. Where is that I line mean? drawn? But exactly. That's what I'm saying about now projects in Hollywood. We're not like. Let, let me put it as simple like, as it was it. such a big win for her to get that and yeah. it's an awesome yeah. thing like don't don't ruin it for us she's know? a badass let yeah, her be let a badass be as it. your Batwoman right and seeing this as a person who's not a superhero fan and seeing the side by side with her and that character I was, I was like that is badass just looking at it as a non yes. like a non you know comic book user. I would watch it and I'm not a big like me into too. comic books but for her I'd watch it. You'd watch it. So here's the thing that I am, though, trying to explain to people. You guys both worked with me, and you work with me now. You know that I'm, like, one of the person that, like, champions diversity, even in newsrooms to the point that my staffs have become very diverse. I'm just trying to say that I think that, and I say this with love, part of my community, the LGBTQ community, more often than not, sometimes is so loud about things that that I don't believe always have this ominous intention. Like, it was like, oh my god, they cast Scarlett Johansson, they're trying to cut trans from Hollywood. Did you ever just think that the director was like, oh my god, I want to do this movie and tell this story, and I want to work with an actress that I've already worked with, and really like, it, like you're not allowed or to... not even just that, but maybe an actress that will actually sell, so that way your yeah. community Community can be represented in a good way. I mean, come on, like this whole diversity push in entertainment in Hollywood's been around for like a handful of years. Yeah. It's making up for seventy-five right. years of not giving, not caring about yeah. that at all. I mean, they cast Eli Wallach as a Mexican yes. in the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? Like, like we can endure a few more years of checkboxes and all these. You know, okay. it's a position. We're, we're pressing play uh, pause right now yes. on straight white people, and that's okay because <laughs> it's so. Oh, but it's just pause. It's not stop. It's like we've been telling your stories for a hundred years. 
You know what I mean? It's like, we'll get back to you, I'm sure. Especially when, like, you know, we've done this for a while and you feel disenfranchised. Like, whatever. Oh, my God. Quote machine. Yeah. That's the first clip like- I'm cutting from the show when I get home. Oh, my God. We're pressing pause on straight white people. It is true. But the Ruby Rose thing, I actually think she looks like a cool chick. Like, I'd want to hang out yes. with Ruby Rose. And I think, but my question about the backlash, too, is it mostly the people, like, the hardcore um, comic book, like, Comic-Con crowd that is mad about her not being gay enough? I mean, everyone hops no. on board. Yeah, the fandom the, I think the comic, the comic book crowd is, is happy that this is being made. But now, yeah. but, but now that they're, she's that's not formal. lesbian enough That's But that's a different community. That's she's not Jewish enough. enough. She's not Jewish or lesbian yeah. enough. Oh my it's God. So, but yeah. I have a question. She's also what not bat it? enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, and she doesn't have wings. <laughs> Guys, she doesn't have wings. How could she play Batwoman? But what does not gay enough actually mean? She yeah. is currently in a long-term relationship with a woman. Well, I could kind of answer what... what so like, answer, we, please give well, me no, an answer. No, we're not going to get into that. I would like to know. No, it's like, it's these stereotypes that you typically expect of like for the same reason this whole psychology of like why Jack on Will and Grace seemed to take off more than say Will because Will was confusing to people because it was like but Will's just like a straight guy but but Jack's flamboyant and he's non-threatening and he's what I would expect a gay guy to be it's these stereotypes that people play into so for them and again I don't think this but they would expect maybe the the girl playing Batwoman would have a flock of evil haircut with like half shaved off and she's like yeah man let's go like you isn't, know isn't that a- what she isn't <laughs> no because she's like hot like she reminds me of like the girl. oh you want her Why to be can't like, that woman be hot I think that they I think they feel <laughs> exactly. that she's too feminine like uh, I, I'm not gonna like in stereotypes what I'm, I'm not, I'm not she's saying too this feminine. I'm, she's too she feminine tattoos. she has beautiful yeah. ta- but she has beautiful features look at how gorgeous she is like it's All like right. that did girl. you watch her in Orange is the New Black right I don't watch that show badass yeah I don't get that show she was she literally yeah. Fits Do you this watch character it? No, another one that I watched. Another one. I don't watch that show. Okay. I, I saw like, all this like Emmy love for it, and I just I started to watch it. It was like I just it's not my thing. Either way, through <laughs> all of her characters yeah. and all of her different works, she fits this character of Batwoman to a T. Well, guess what? She's playing it. Hey, everybody, she's (laughs) on Twitter, but she's going to be on screen playing it on CW. And not only that, she already filmed her character as Batwoman in the Arrowverse, and that's coming soon, so get ready. And I'm going to start the Change.org petition to stop Change.org from doing petitions. (laughs) Because guess what? Don't bother. Ruby Rose will be on your screen in a CW show for Batwoman. And you will all love it. But it kind of worked with Scarlett Johansson, didn't it? No, Scarlett more like listened to the feedback of actual like like um, trans voices going out there and speaking in the media, and then and more uh, admittedly to her uh, studying up more and and learning of the other perspective. You know what I mean? I think their initial reaction when her (laughs) publicist sent out that flip um, statement was like basically like. We want to win an Oscar and screw them and go talk to these other Oscar winners that played trans roles, but then soon they realized that we were living in a, in, a, in a time that was a little bit different when those actors and actresses played trans. At the end of the day, the person who deserves to have the role should have the role, but regardless guess what? of your race, religion, career, Where's sexuality. that movie right now without Scarlet attached? It's in limbo, and guess what? It probably won't get made. So, and that's did, my point. Now what did you really win here? You won that your story, another story, is not going to be told because you were so noisy about the fact that the person playing it that was going to put butt, one of the highest grossing film actresses, was going to put butts in the seat and actually get your story told. See, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm And like, that opens the gates. So then, that, exactly. It's 
Mm-hmm. I see both sides, but I just think, like, it's so noisy out there right now. Like, you can't do... Like, everything is is thought of, like, in Hollywood, every person that does a project is out to get some other group or, or disclude some other group. And it's like, maybe we're just, like, creatives and want to do projects. You know? It's just... I don't know. Okay, so moving on to that being said, I don't even know how we could top our conversations now talking about the <laughs> reboot craze. So, well, in talking about Hollywood diversity, because that brings us in... So after the TCAs last week where all the television critics um, um, gathered for their annual uh, convention and press, and, and, and press tour, excuse me. Thank you, Madison. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> convention sounds so like, what are they doing at it exactly? Um, no, press tour where all of the network chiefs and the actors and actresses um, do panels and they talk about the upcoming season. First of all, just anything stuck out to you before we get to, like, the reboot aspect of it? Just, like, takeaways that you really... Um... Yeah. I mean, my biggest high is I'm really excited for this new Fox game show. Doc Shepard is going to be hosting That'll it, and good, Justin yeah. Timberlake is hey. yes. mm-hmm. That's going to be... Yeah, And they're offering the most amount of money ever offered on primetime television. You can win up to $20 million in one episode. You are the weakest link. Do they have, like, a catchphrase? (laughs) (laughs) Also, where are they getting this money from? Flawless delivery, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, great, because I like that Shazam show um, with Jamie Foxx. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. So I'm all for a good game show. Um, My question is, which brings me, this is what stuck out to me, believe it. Facts of Life reboot coming with, produced by... Um, Justin, no, who, it's, um, Jessica Biel, Mm -hmm. and is it Justin? That's also, no, there's somebody else, like a big name actor, that I was like, oh my god, they're Shouldn't Clooney be part of the production? Hold on, I gotta look it up now, because now I sound like an idiot, so hold on. Or, Lena, if you get it before Um, yes, I'm gonna get it for you. Jessica Biel and somebody that I was like, these two names in the sentence of a Facts of Life reboot was, like, crazy to me. All right. Especially I'll find it for with you. the uh, recent demise of Charlotte Ray. Right. Mrs. Leonardo Garrett. DiCaprio. Exactly. See, so Leo DiCaprio and Jessica mm-hmm. Biel are producing it. To me, that stuck out anywhere, like all of a uh, thing. But, yeah. but then it also just got me to thinking that it's like another reboot, A. I believe that, and this is my opinion, I believe that the reason we're in this reboot c- craze is because I think that we live in a fractured say polarized uh, climate right now in our country and other and, and the world really and I think these shows somehow bring comfort these are, com- these, are, comfort. these are comfort foods yeah comfort yeah. Right. They, you know yeah. the, like facts of life was when I was growing up and I would watch that like when I was faking I was sick from school and I got to eat chicken soup and like watch facts of life with Edna Garrett and who God rest in peace just died but do you think it's reached like uh, a level of insanity you know that, that it's like let's no. make some original projects I don't think so because number one, I love Fuller House. Does that mean it's a good show? <laughs> no. No, but, but yeah. I still watch it because Full House reminds me of my childhood and it makes me so happy. So why would I not watch something that gives me nostalgia and makes me smile? Yeah. How about you, Jordan? We've been doing. The, the thing is, nostalgia <coughs> in some form, it, it, Generation X, I think, is where it starts. We're yes. capitalizing on their past yeah. in different mm-hmm. forms. It's like a, a an investment portfolio. You want 
it to be diversified in yes. different areas. So it's like ten years ago we were talking about like, is there too much reality television? Is that how much, are we placing too much on that? It's like yeah. any Never. responsible <laughs> any responsible network portfolio yeah. is going to have a certain amount of scripted, a certain amount of reboots, a certain amount of reality. And stuff yeah. like that. It's just the uh, the reality of things going forward. I going forward. I mean, and I think there. Uh, I think. What do you think? Also? I mean. I think exactly what he said. Like, if there's an Office reboot coming, I would totally watch it. Yes. You know? So there are certain shows that I think could stand the reboot. Uh, Roseanne was one of them until she went off the deep end. Yes. <laughs> you know? I hear they're bringing back Elf. I mean... Okay. It won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. Like, right. Okay, you had to exactly. mention the one reboot that was, like, stuck in my crawl. And I was like, we're Wait, bringing back the funniest Elf. story? Like, we were really? in our newsroom the other day, and someone was like, oh, they're bringing back Elf. And then my <laughs> news director looked at us all and was like, you guys know what that is, right? And we're like, <laughs> no. Yeah. You're probably like, no. we were like, Will Ferrell, Elf? And he's like, no, Elf. You had to Google like, it. And no. then Robbie right. was those Google pictures that are so like uh, blurry looking because they didn't have internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I used to like, love Elf. Yeah. Legit. I liked it too, but I... Uh, I don't know. Imagine, I don't, imagine, I don't imagine, it, really. like, transposing today's humor over Alf. Over what, Alf, you know so I mean? Trump. So Alf will be making fun of Trump. I don't, maybe. Like, is Alf a Republican no, or is he a Democrat? He'll be doing a lot of Apatow <laughs> type of humor where you just find ways to make fun of people. New, you know? new ways, right? Okay, so but, but here's personally, I think that a lot of this falls back on TV industry. I think that with HBO, with Netflix, with Hulu, there's so much streaming going on, and they're putting on these huge productions of shows that are so easy to binge watch. Yeah. That a lot of networks are like, crap, we have to do something to get viewers. And there's a lot of, like, unknowns right now between the fact that Disney wants to buy big pieces of Fox, CBS, and Viacom are attractive pieces of acquisition. A lot of people just don't know who their bosses are going to be in a few months or even a year from now. And they're coming up with things like nostalgia to play off of to get people to steal watch. Like well, quick, quick right. wins. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, a little piece of, though, like Hollywood Insider, though, about this, though. The reboot process, though, just from, like, the internal, like, executive standpoint, it is a process in that when, and in this sounds terrible, but, like, when they're thinking about shows, everything comes into play. Like, they look at, like, where the cast currently, what they're doing, how do they, lo- like, Will and Grace, I know this from sources, like, look, like, they got rebooted because it was, like, executives at the top level, like, they all look great. They don't look like they've, like, it was, because like, it was really, like a reboot that was going to pick up where it left off. There's some shows that I just think cannot come back. Like, uh, the, I'm not going to like go into, but like, I cringe like when I get a new like this reboot, that reboot. It's like really. How gonna... do you feel about Murphy Brown? I love Murphy. Yeah, Brown. yeah, but, but Murphy Brown again. Candace Bergen was a working actress all through mm-hmm. this time. You knew she had more life in her to do more, um, more shows. Um, and some of the shows were left where there's like, oh, there's more story to tell here. I'm like uh, Roseanne, whether you like her politics or not, great reboot. I thought it. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Fuller House. If you were a Fuller House. Full House fan, mm-hmm. you love Fuller House. I have this is my qualm with it though. It's not a reboot anymore though. When it's changed again to check all the boxes off in Hollywood, like does it check all the boxes? Mm-hmm. Then just make a new show. You'd be like, hey, I want like a, an alien. They're making a new show, The Connors. Yeah, but I want an alien. I want to reboot Alf. So you want an alien character, Muppet-looking thing, and then you want a family. Because now it's going to be like, we're coming back Alf, but this time it's like an Asian well, yeah, family. Willie's Will dead. Or, uh, we're bringing back Alf, but it's an Asian or a Latin or an African-American family. So it's just like, well, it's not Alf. So then it's like, the Alf that we... Like, everything starts to look like not the show that it was, so why are we calling it a reboot? Just, I want to create a funny comedy about because a family it gives, that... Because it, it gives you a running start with... 
viewers. Okay. Right. That's true. Okay. It's important to be modern. Like I said this, like I'm going to reboot Santa Claus, the movie, but Santa Claus is a female now. It's like you know, it's it's just like it reaches this level. Of I mean, insanity. I wouldn't complain like, about that. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> I there wouldn't you complain. Go. So yeah. Are we talking just, here? Or are we talking? Yeah. Like, yeah. Numbered. You on might that. be onto something. I got outnumbered on that. <laughs> but speaking of reboots, I think relating reboots and TCAs, my biggest low of TCAs is that the ABC president have completely avoided talking about Roseanne. Wait, did she finally talk? Because I thought she didn't want to uh, interfere with the Disney uh, earnings call. No, she didn't talk. She completely avoided it. Yeah, she avoided it. I mean, there are quotes from The Hollywood Reporter and Variety, um, but I think they just got her at like an after party or something and asked her. But a lot of people in the press room did ask questions, and she avoided it. She did not want to talk about it. And that's something that's important to talk about. I think that if you're going to make a bold move by bringing the show back without the main star and you calling it the Connors. You have to explain your reasoning. You have to talk about why you did it, or else why are you doing it? I don't think it's that she is going to avoid it forever, but I think they're waiting to talk about it on their terms. So, like, you're going to read the the Connors, come back with the cover story with whatever magazine they choose. And the, and but the, TCAs you, know, and you the, knew the, were coming, so you should have been prepared for it. I understand from a business Hollywood perspective why she would shut those questions, because they didn't want to just toss away really... Because here's the thing. Roseanne's told her story a lot in, on multiple platforms and on her own platform. It's not over. So now it's like they're going to tell their story. You know what I'm saying? So, but good final thought on that one. I actually really appreciate all your guys' opinions here. Um, and thank you. Obviously, Alina, can you just before we leave, tell everybody where they can find Meet the Hollywood Press? Absolutely. My <laughs> okay. pleasure. So you guys can find Meet the Hollywood Press on YouTube at AfterBuzz TV and also at Meet the Hollywood Press. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Rate us. Like us. We like the comments. And yeah, follow us on Twitter at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Instagram. And thank you for tuning in and come back next week when we can um, we see what other social justice warrior um, issue we're, <laughs> we're discussing next week. No, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for your loyalty. And thank you for everybody uh, here for bringing such great smart commentary to the table. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.